The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I get strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the mirror while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Did you and I outweigh? Hey, Outweigh listeners, Leanne Ellington here. And before we dive into our interview series, I wanted to give you some context for what you're about to hear. I also just wanted to hold space and be sensitive to the fact that some of this subject matter might be a little bit confrontational or triggering for some of you that are on your healing journey. That being said, I didn't want to just not talk about it or avoid these important subjects altogether because wherever you are on your own healing journey, at some point you might be ready for whatever your next step is. And that might include goal setting or focusing on new outcomes. And let's be honest, most of what's out there in the modern day world to meet you in those goals is a surefire way to bring you back down the road of disorder and toxicity. And I didn't want to leave you hanging like that. So if you are in that place in your healing journey and you're ready to look at what's next, this interview series shares a perspective on how to do just that while still keeping your mental and emotional health and your healing journey front and center. And if you're not there yet, that is absolutely okay as well. And I simply invite you to just tuck this information in your back pocket or just skip it all together right now and just know that it's there when you're ready. And, you know, truthfully, just thinking back, 10 or 15 years ago, the subjects that we're going to be covering in this interview series might have triggered me a little bit based on where I was in my journey. And that is totally okay if that's the case for you too. So yeah, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that we are going to be covering some topics that might not have been broached yet on this podcast, but also just reiterating that the purpose is to show you how to view these once controversial or difficult topics in a beautiful, healthy, and empowering way that 
ensures that your healing journey stays front and center. And again, that's only if or when you're ready. Because here at Outway, we always want you to feel safe to be exactly where you are. And we will always try to meet you there. So with that being said, let's dive into the interview series. Happy Saturday, Outway. It is Leanne Ellington, and I'm back here with the amazing Holly Baxter. And if you missed the first two episodes with Holly, definitely go back and listen. I want to be sensitive to the fact that, you know, some of the, the information that we're sharing on these episodes, you know, depending on where you are in your journey, it might be a little bit confronting or it might have some terminology or verbiage that you might not necessarily be ready for. And so we want to just be appreciative of where you are in your journey, but also give you permission to to, you know, take what you need, spit out the rest, leave the rest. And then what do they say? Chew on, chew on the meat, spit out the bones and just take what you need from these conversations. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a bow around this concept of two things can be true at the same time where, you know, you might be on the other side of or still in the midst of your healing journey, but you are ready to, to have some goal setting. What does that look like? What are the questions that you need to be asking? And then from, you know, this is this is Holly and her team's area of expertise. They work with women day in, day out who are on this journey. And I think it takes a very special individual to work with people like us because, you know, again, there's so much toxicity and extremism out in the fitness industry. And that's why I I really, you know, trust Holly. And and that's why I'm bringing her on here to share her expertise because she's she's been there herself. She's worked with so many women that have gone through it themselves. And then there is, you know, special considerations for women that really are on on that healing journey. So just want to turn it over to you and just kind of like, let's get the the conversation rolling when it comes to, okay, I'm in the midst of healing, or I feel like I really am there. And I do want to have a goal again, but I want to do it in a really, you know, freedom driven, um, healthy, healed way. What does that look like? You know what, I think I really struggled with this myself for the longest time. Uh, I know, as I kind of came out from, you know, this diet culture, where I was obsessed with being lean, and you know, I'm in this physique world, you know, competing as a bodybuilder, I found myself, you know, really anti-dieting. And I, there was a point where I questioned my own practice. I was like, how am I to be in this space where I'm still telling people what to do with their bodies? And after some time pondering, you know, these thoughts and concepts, I realized, you know what, I can actually do two things at once. I don't think that we have to have such dichotomy in this space. We don't have to be all or nothing. Why can't can't people have a healing journey and then feel like they're ready to take this, you know, goal back and into their hands, but with a more balanced approach. So I, I truly believe, and I truly sit on the middle of the fence here. I am never going to, you know, judge somebody or critique them for wanting to do, you know, professional bodybuilding. In fact, I still, to this day, may still continue to do, you know, my own competitions, but I am in the place now where I can appreciate my body for everything else outside of how it looks. But I also recognize that there are some people that that is the last thing they need to be doing and they need to be focusing on healing and improving their relationship with food and, you know, working on their confidence and how they feel about themselves and reestablishing, you know, what normal looks like for them uh, when it comes to choosing foods on a day-to-day basis. So I think one thing that a lot of people, you know, have asked me at least is, you know, how do I, and when do I, you know, start having a goal again? Is, is it right? Is there a wrong time? Uh, And what does that look like? So 
I think to kind of talk about this, I want to cover maybe like the four different concepts that at least we work with, with our clients. So yeah. uh, one of them obviously is fat loss. Uh, we also have our reverse dieting, which we talked on last week's episode or reversing. Uh, and then we have muscle building. And then there's also this wonderful thing called maintenance. And I think the step for everybody, and then there may be some caveats to this, and I, I probably will cover those at another time. Um, but I think for most of us, if you have just started to kind of get to this point where you're feeling good in yourself, that you have been able to reintroduce, you know, foods that were once on the forbidden list and you're starting to find your feet, you know, in your bigger body, or maybe you're trying to, you know, explore different dietary patterns and behaviors and experimenting with meal timing and different food patterns and choices. I think there is a lot of value in spending some time at maintenance because lots of us have always had a goal. We've always had a goal of trying to improve or change or be different or lose weight or lose fat. So I think one of the biggest challenges to know that you are truly ready is to be able to be happy in being stagnant and staying within, you know, a, a range of say one to 2% of your body weight. So that's the number that I like to use uh, with my clients that are at maintenance. It's the number that I use, but there is no real right or wrong. I think, you know, in my experiences, I personally have had a period where I was at maintenance or at least claiming to be at maintenance and my weight oscillated by about 12 pounds. <laughs> so some people might look at that and go, oh my Lord, that's a lot. But for me, like I was really trying to learn and feel out, you know, how, how am I able to be my best self wherever I am? And I think everybody needs to, to have a, a period of time where they can redefine who you are, relearn uh, how you like to eat. What is your lifestyle right now compared to what it was five, 10 years ago? How you used to choose to eat or believe that you needed to eat might be very different for the lifestyle that you live right now. I know for me, like I used to love cooking. I have many cooking books, but I can't tell you the last time that I was in the kitchen and like made a four course or a three course meal for anybody. It's been a long time because I'm really busy. So now I'm that person that has takeout probably five days a week, believe it or not. So, you know, it's constantly evolving and I think we need to, to give ourselves space and time to sit in maintenance and be okay with whatever the outcome is whilst relearning to find who you are and how you like to eat and what balance looks like for you. Leanne, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this. No, I just also think it's a beautiful opportunity to to practice the new a new level of acceptance of just accepting where you are, who you are, what is without being in a rush to shift it or change it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really beautiful opportunity, that mm -hmm. maintenance place. Yeah. And I think a lot of us tend to jump the gun a little bit. And I, I, I want to I'll speak for myself. Maybe Leanne, you can you can jump in on this as well. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
that's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll speak for myself. Maybe, Leanne, you can you can jump in on this as well. But I know when I thought I was ready, I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> so I, I actually made the mistake and it's okay to make mistakes. Um, you know, that's, you know, you, you have to try to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I jumped back into, you know, a diet phase, perhaps a little bit too early in my healing uh, process. And I realized that, okay, uh, I actually don't feel very good doing this. I, I think I need to go back to this place of just maintenance for a little while. Uh, I was starting to reintroduce some of those negative, you know, beliefs. I was starting to practice some of those unhealthy behaviors that I used to carry. And I was like, you know what? I know that there is regression, but I think this isn't the best decision for me right now. I actually, I I need to accept this and it's okay. It's not failure. This is a big lesson and a teaching moment for me. I'm going to go back. And that's exactly what I did. I spent another six months where I didn't even think about, you know, starting any any kind of diet. And that was, it was a, a really great thing because I have now like done another 180 on the way that I like to eat. So I think maintenance would be my step one for many people. Amazing. What would be the next phase? 
So I, I think if you have spent some time, um, you know, reestablishing what your new normal looks like and not just in the sense of your nutrition, but also, you know, what kind of pressures am I putting on myself for my exercise? You know, have I learned how to, you know, be flexible with when I push, you know, when I'm going for, you know, an intentional hard week where I want to do some building or, you know, have I learned the, the art of being able to pull back, give myself some compassion during busy times of my life, you know, when I'm feeling really stressed, when I have a lot of things going on, I'm always kind of looking to, you know, get feedback from, you know, other areas in my life as to whether, you know, am I, am I really at balance right now? So if you have gotten to that place where you're like, yep, I can do this. I know when to put the brakes on. I know when I can put the accelerator down. Then I would say it might be fine for you to step back into either fat loss and, or you could step into building. Um, There isn't a right or wrong here. I think it really depends on what your individual goals are. I think for most women, all of us can afford to have a little bit more, you know, muscle mass or strength for energy and to increase our basal metabolic rate, our metabolism to afford us more food, because obviously we're very social beings. It's nice to be able to, you know, indulge and have that uh, as something that we can look forward to. We don't have to demonize that food still, you know, it's about trying to reintroduce it into our lives. So I I think that building can also be a really uh, advantageous, you know, pathway to, you know, making some more improvements uh, in our life. So again, I I think there's no right or wrong here, but if you have a physique goal in mind, I think it's really important to take it slowly. Let's not jump straight back into the behaviors that you used to do. And I have seen this all the time. Um, And that's, you know, when I'll kind of have to say to a client, hey, you know, I know that you're wanting to see more results this week, but if we do the other way, that that's the old way, you know, and how, how did that yeah. serve you? How did Absolutely. that leave you feeling? So this is about like trying this approach now, but with a more neutral or a balanced mindset, you know, without yeah. a disorder driving your behaviors. Absolutely. So fat loss can be a whole new, you know, experience for somebody, but challenging again, but for good things, for good reasons. Yeah. And that's one of the things I loved about working with you is because, you know, first of all, the, I, I hired you for nine months when we first started working together. And I had like to, to the outside perspective, you know, if I was living in a disordered world, I probably could have reached my goal in, you know, 12 weeks, but I was like, mm-hmm. no, I want to play the long game. But one of the things I loved about all of our check-ins is you were always like, how are you feeling? Like, how are you hungry? Are you grumpy? How's your spirit? How's your, you know, body feeling? Because I've had lots of, you know, skeletal stuff. And when I came to you, I was like, hey, this is first and foremost is my relationship with food, my relationship with my body. And I also want to learn how to set goals again, you know, and you were Mm -hmm. and I and I mean, I knew before I even met you that you were the perfect person to help me with that. But it was just such a breath of fresh air, because even in the goal setting and I went through pretty much all of those phases with you, you know, from the maintenance to the reversing to the to the you know, we did fat loss phase as well. It was just first and and foremost, it was always about staying healthy and Mm -hmm. peace of mind and free and there was just no extremism but it was also I had the safety of knowing that you were taking care of the evidence-based side of it for me so I think there's just something to be said about doing again playing the long game but doing in a way where 
if you are going into goal setting, remembering what comes first is your health, mm-hmm. your peace of mind, and really knowing that these are just tools to help you create more of that and being mindful of when you're when you have a slippery slope. You know, like I think there was one time where I was like, hey, I'm going to just take an active rest this week. Like I know I'm prescribed for this. And you were like, yes, let's do it. Like, you know, go go to your I was doing float takes and getting a massage and like all the <laughs> things because I just needed it. And I could feel that my body was just like needed that. And you were that. I mean, it wasn't even like I I needed permission from you. I had your blessing, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I just wish that more practitioners thought that way because it has to be this ongoing integrative process that meets you in your real world life, you know, mm-hmm. including if you notice yourself slipping back into slippery, you know, slopes, because again, this healing journey is not linear. And yes, we mm-hmm. are talking about what happens when you're setting goals on the other side of a healing journey, but just know that you want to be mindful that just because you have, a, you know, a pattern that feels like you're regressing doesn't mean that you are regressed. Like we, you can have these little and they really just become data of like, oh, that is something that maybe I'm not ready for. Maybe I need to do it a little bit more modestly or slowly or whatever. So and that is the beauty of, of working with somebody that that knows what they're doing and knows how to really meet you where you are. And again, such a pattern interrupt in the industry. And I'm not here to you know dog the health and fitness industry. There's a lot of amazing experts out there, but a lot of them are really just like very fat loss focused and very like harder, faster, more focused and getting you that air quotes physique in you know, six weeks or less or whatever it is. And it's, it just harms all, all of this work. So every phase that Holly is describing here, it's it's used to contribute to the healing, not mm-hmm. take you away from that. Just really want to emphasize that. Yeah, I think I have certainly kind of stepped back from like the extremism. And I, I know like I would be total hypocrite if I'd said that at some point in my own practices in my early career, um, that I wasn't the person that was on the, you know, coaching and giving advice to a client saying, well, you just need to do better this week. You know, I'm certainly never been, I'm not a nasty person at all. I think I've always been very compassionate and caring, but you know, I, I was so used to being a physique competitor and like I'm set on, I've got all these deadlines and like my competitions were on specific dates. So I always had to operate with this, you know, extreme approach. And for most of the clients that we're working with now, they're, they're not competitors. They're the everyday person. They're the mom of three kids. They're, you know, the, the single working professional that, you know, works a 70, 80 hour week and is trying to, you know, find a better relationship with food and feel better about her body. So I really think that it's important, like with every check-in that I do with a client and like the same in your case, it's to, well, what's going on for you this week? You know, how's your schedule? You know, is it realistic that we go for a push this week? Because, you know, we might've mapped out this, this nice trajectory of how things might look, but ultimately that's just a guide. This is our framework, but life happens and we've got to be flexible with that. So, you know, there, there are certainly approaches that we can do. And in some situations, situations. You know, I've worked with a half dozen clients that they're single. They're not, you know, in a relationship, they don't have children. Um, You know, they're high income earners and they have a lot more flexibility than the average person. So in those cases, I might be able to say, okay, we can, we can probably push and do something that the average person might not be able to do. And then I'm also having conversations at the same time with the busy mom that's also a dentist and, you know, she's trying to manage a marriage and she's got travel to conferences every other weekend. And I have to be able to say to them, well, you know, we had this great, you know, schedule mapped out, but 
you know, it's okay to, to slow down. It's okay. I, you have permission. You don't need it from me. You need to give it to yourself to take things a little bit easier this week. We're not going to go for the 1% weight loss this week. We're going to drop down to 0.4 and, yeah. and that's okay. Or we're taking a break this week. We're going to go and have a diet break, a period of maintenance where we intentionally take your calories back up so that you can come up for air. And that is really hard. I think for a lot of people that have been used to seeing, you know, dramatic changes in their body and on the scale. So, I mean, that's the wonder of having a coach, you know, we are here to, you know, guide a safe and efficacious practice, but also help you identify when you might be, you know, pushing for something that's not realistic. You know, my goal and job is to help people set realistic expectations given their circumstances and given exactly where they are on their journey of healing. Yeah. And and coming from you and your coaches, there's that compassion side of it, too, that's oftentimes not, you know, there's a lot of that attitude of like, well, if they just want it badly enough, they'll do it. And it's like, no, there's that compassion element that's so paramount in coaching that you don't even realize it until you have it. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and just kind of the picture I want to paint here overall is, you know, a lot of people think about goal setting. And you mentioned four different concepts and phases that you take your clients through, the maintenance, Mm -hmm. the muscle building, the reversing, and the fat loss phase. And I think most people are, and not to, you know, speculate, but I think most people are coming to the conversation thinking that goal setting is just the fat loss side of it. And Mm -hmm. it's no, it's so much more than that. And oftentimes, I'm sure with your clients, I know for me, we spent way more time reversing and in maintenance Mm -hmm. than I was in a fat loss, you know, yet my body composition changed so much because I was feeding it. I was, you know, uh, like lifting heavier and my body was getting stronger. And I was also working on, you know, staying and and maintaining being pain free and all of those Mm -hmm. things. I really want you all to get this is like when you are at that point where you're thinking about goal setting, this might be revolutionary to you where you're like, oh, there's a concept of like shifting my body, but also in maintenance mode or shifting my body, but also while reversing and shifting my body, but in a muscle building phase. Like it's not just about eat less, move more and and stripping fat. Like there's so much more that goes into it, especially if you want to have this lifelong forever kind of conversation. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I, I want to actually bring in the concept of body recomposition as mm, well. So please. This concept is a little bit nuanced and, you know, you get some people that are pro. Yes, you can have body recomposition. Some people are no, you can't do body recomposition. It doesn't exist. But in my experiences, this is also something that absolutely does take place if we are just staying at maintenance. And even more so for the person that might have a little bit more body fat, then this is actually like the best time to stay at maintenance. Because if we think about, you know, what drives and what governs, you know, muscle building. Well, first off, we do need to have that stimulus. So we need to be doing the resistance training to fatigue the muscle that we want to signal to grow. But that only happens, you know, 50, 50% if we're not also supporting that with our nutrition. And we need to have a, a energy available to be able to petition towards growing a muscle. So even for somebody right now, if you know you're you know that you're still uh, and deep down you need to stay out of deficit because there's things that you need to to work on with your healing journey and I totally respect that that it is uh, an infuriating time for many very frustrating it's slow uh, it's tedious but it's such an important time for learning but that doesn't mean that because you're not in fat loss that you're not also able to make positive transitions and changes to your body because if you have any body fat on your body, and most of us do, just staying at maintenance whilst working on you, your self-development, whilst working on how you feel about your body, while you're preaching your, um, you know, your daily affirmations and your mantras about, you know, who you really are, you can still be making positive changes to your body composition because you've got energy available that can be put towards the use and purpose of building muscles. So um, you don't have to go into a building phase, nor do you have to go into a reversing phase. You can stay if you are more comfortable, you can stay there. Now, is it as effective as going into an intentional muscle building phase? Probably not. Uh, A little bit more of an energy surplus, actually having a little bit more body fat will facilitate that the speed of muscle growth, 
but we've also got to take it at your pace. You know, everybody's at a different place. So that's the beauty of this. We've got all these options and it's about finding out what works for you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And I think to some people, it might actually be a bit of a relief to think about like, wait a minute, if I don't even, what if I take my eyes and my gaze off of like food generally and Mm -hmm. put that focus on like getting you know, passionate about movement or Mm -hmm. finding something. Cause I know a lot of women that I work with, it's a big thing of like finding something that they enjoy. And it's almost like they have to go experiment and like start over and be a freshman. And and it's a beautiful opportunity to go find what you enjoy. Yeah. I think at least in my experiences and a lot of my clients, um, you know, the exercise and movement like became a chore. It was no longer something that they, they loved. It became this thing that they had to do to manipulate their body. And that's no way to live. We've, we've got to find things that you really enjoy. And even for me, as I sit here today, that is a, a learning process for me. I'm still on that journey. You know, I am somebody that had a background of training five or six days in the gym every week. I would do three to four, you know, high intensity cardio sessions, you know, in the peak of my competitions. And now I'm, I'm kind of juggling walking, just walking on some days. And then other days I'm, I just do 20 minutes like today on my Peloton and that's all I'll do. And then other days I might do some lifting and, you know, my, my frequency and cadence of different movement, it changes from week to week because my schedule is different week to week. And gosh, if you told me that that's how I would be 10 years ago, like sitting here, totally cool with like, not really knowing how much movement I was going to do, I would just laugh. But, you know, that is this, that's this beautiful journey that you get to, you know, re-experiment and relearn who you are and what you like and what amount of movement feels good for you. Um, and then that we bring that all into context when it comes to setting uh, setting our goals. So how much time can you commit to doing some exercise? How much do you want to commit to doing exercise? Because those things are different because we all have other values. I, for one, value my social life. So, you know, being able to get out and see friends and go out for meals and catch up and do fun things, that's really important. For some people, they're like, you know what? I can do without that. Give me the extra training session. I'm committed. So, you know, we all sit in different places and I think it's a really great time to relearn um, your autonomous, you know, authentic self. Yes. Oh, so well said. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this because, again, I know for some of you listening, this might not be where you are. But for those of you that are that are there, I want you to hear all of the three dimensions of this and how it can look and how it can show up in your healing journey and still align with the version of yourself that you've decided to be and not regress you to those old habits that might be a slippery slope. And and you can have have it all. So thank you so much for being here. Um, the past few weeks, we've had so just a wealth of knowledge. Where can people find you so you need to head over to my instagram it is just holly t baxter so i've got a link with all of our different products and services our coaching team our books our references our education all that good stuff and my coaching team, which is uh, Team Holly T. Baxter. So we've got all of our uh, professionals and educators posting daily, uh, all evidence-based content for free for you guys to be your best selves. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for sharing your wealth of knowledge. You can find me over at stresslesseating.com. And uh, this is Leanne Ellington signing out for this week of Outweigh. See you all next week. We'll be back for Two Things Can Be True at the same time, parts four through eight coming at you. Bye. Bye. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.